Wardcast episode 118. Go! We're back. Second night, final night of MAGFest 2018. We're back in it, into the mag, gentlemen. I'm Dylan Alvento, and I'm joined by Robbie Cizek. Hey. The Undead Dev. Yep. That's you. That's me. Also joined by Emerson Smith. That's me. I'm right here. Once more of SEO. Yes. LLC. Right. Yep. Correct. That's correct. VR extraordinaire. <laughs> Helping out Midnight Status with Swap Fire. Oh yeah, we are we are swapping some fire. We are we're doing that. Uh, <laughs> I, know, I know people get up to weird stuff in in the Magfest hotels, but don't yeah, talk yeah, to me. Yeah. And also joining us, Frank Decola, one of the developers on Where Shadows Slumber. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? Good. Game. Uh oh shit no don't tell me it's game game. I can give you a hint. No, Did it you? starts with a V. No. no 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 game. Fuck. Do you want a hilarious hint? Yes. Leonardo DiCaprio fighting a bear? Right. It's, uh, <laughs> what? No, it, the... That's a great hint. Come on. No, you're right. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I'm, like, Someone I was, help him. I was about to say, I was like, Covenant. No, that's not it. But it close, sounds close, similar. Close, it's, close. it's 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 fuck. What is it? Nope. It's, it's the, <laughs> the Revenant. Yeah. Game Revenant. That's what it is. Fighting a bear, Leonardo DiCaprio. Gotcha, the movie, gotcha. The Revenant. What is the game Revenant? Oh, that's just my that's studio. The studio oh, is Game okay, Revenant. Okay, okay. I was like, I had everyone's lined up and I was like, I got to Frank and I was like... Fuck. Oh, right, right. That's okay. Because I was like looking at the business card. I was like, I, I have it in my head. Still new on the block, so it's fine. <laughs> repping, repping. I don't yeah. know, man. I mean, you're doing pretty well. You went to PAX East last year. That was awesome. That's pretty good. Yeah. How many shows Sweet. have you done recently? Or in the eh. or last year? How many shows did you do last year? Okay. Um. Well, we did last year's MAGFest. Right. And then um, we were at PAX East, Awesome Con, Play NYC, and a few smaller shows like Playcrafting and uh, up in the city. Did you like Play NYC? Oh, it was great. Yeah? yeah? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys would have to commute a bit further, but for me, it was like, it was across the river from me. Right, right. So, like, I love that that's in New York City. Yeah. I don't know if I could recommend making the drive up for all y'all, but... Because uh, no, you're, you're, you're in Hoboken. Oh, yeah. It's like across the river right, from right. Manhattan, so it was great. It was great. So, we, we actually have a lot of people in RVA Game Jams that are, like, kind of in tune with the NYC scene. Cool. Good. So, like, uh, I know Kirk, who's in our group, he... Uh, He's he used to live in Man or NYC and he um he'll go up there all the time. But like they they're pretty regular about like going to Indicate East and stuff and um what's the other one? Uh not Unite, but there's like another one that's that's similar to that. It's like it's it's more about about um talks and stuff. I forget what it's called. It's I'm not, it's not sure. games for change, is it? No, no, no. Yeah. I do want to go to Gamer X. East. I would love to go to that. I think that's cool. We should. Where is that one? It's in New York City, or oh. it was last year. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, know I didn't know where it was. Yeah, Indicate East is also like a unpredictable one. Um, we did go to that a while ago, but like I, I'm not sure if it's on a fixed schedule. Like they it, skipped it, a year. Like a different they, time. It's hard every to pin year. down, but it was a good show. Yeah. Well, I think they're changing like whatever month they're doing it this year because usually it's around this time, right? It's like Feb January, February, and I think now they're pushing it to like March, April, or something. Or yeah. no, 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 no. I think it's it was, been March, April. It was going before. to be. Or the previous year was like in December, and then they pushed it to like yeah. late winter, early spring. I but don't know. I'm not crazy, right? There wasn't an Indicate East in 2017. Like I don't remember one. Okay, but I might be mistaken. Or no one I'm told me. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> if there was, I probably got an email for it. Like I'm on their newsletter. But. Right. I um. We were just talking about it because Play NYC came up, and like there was this the like discussion about like the pricing for like. 
because where it wasn't like ridiculously expensive compared to other shows in New York for indies, like weren't they charging kind of like an arm and a leg for it? Well, the thing is, I don't know. Not what, to make you throw that no, show under, fine, the bu- fine, under the bus. <laughs> um, I could just be honest about it. Like, w- well, what other shows in New York would you compare it to? That's the thing, because like the group that ran Play NYC or that runs Play NYC is Playcrafting, and so they do a lot of free shows. Right. So for a while, I was like going to their free shows, and the way they work is so developers get in free, other people have to pay. Which and they do, which surprised me, but people pay. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure what to compare it to. So like, it was probably 800 for a booth or for like a table, um, and we were able to swing that because like we didn't have to pay for a hotel or travel. So it's purely that's the cost and that's it. How long is the commute from Hoboken? Um, I was able to get on a ferry and then walk, so half an hour. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's not so bad. mostly it was just the walk up the West Side Highway is the problem. That's the part that took a while. So yeah, that's why it would be tougher if you guys had to travel unless you have yeah. friends up there because you got to do lodging and then you got to pay for like your train or whatever. So then maybe I wouldn't recommend it. But for right, me, it's right, like right. a local show that had the crowds of like a Magfest. So that's awesome. I mean, I want more of that. Yeah. But it's a hard thing to do in the city. Yeah. 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 I would. W- I want to do a, a New York City show. At some point, just to see what that feels like. Like, I want to, I don't know, there's some, like, masochistic part of me that wants to be a part of the logistical nightmare that is getting all my stuff into New York City and getting it into the the show. I don't know. Are you sure? Probably not. I don't know. Maybe Do you I, mean all the recording equipment and everything? No, I mean, like, my booth stuff. Oh. <laughs> like yeah. a TV. And yeah. Bringing the machines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but maybe I just really want to go to New York City. I've been a couple times, but it's always been like, you know, shitty family visits. Right. My, 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 it's my d- possible to go there without lugging, lugging your entire like booth. <laughs> Are you yeah. sure? I'm pretty sure. sure. They let some people in. <laughs> so my dad, my, my dad's family is from Brooklyn. Long. Okay. Shut up, Siri. <laughs> yeah, my, my dad's from like Brooklyn, Long Island area. So like I've gone up there a couple times for like family and stuff. So yeah. Um, I should also mention it's super easy for us right now because mobile is very easy to do. Like doing a mobile show is great. Yeah, you have like yeah. three like like old Nexus sevens, don't you? Fits in a backpack. Yeah. Like, but I've done games where I had my board game, which is a nightmare because you're shipping your inventory to Texas and then back. Horrible. Um, and I can't imagine it's fun with like computers that are real and could break. So real be computers. Careful. Real computers, not these incredible things that fit in your pocket <laughs> so these fake computers you're taking a risk cool yeah are you enjoying the show are you enjoying magfest so far yeah um the only time i've been is last year and this year i'm trying to enjoy it more this year because mm-hmm. i was like very stuck in the booth last right. time um uh, but it's cool magfest is a crazy show do you do you drive or do you train yeah i took the uh i just drove down from hoboken it's about four hours oh that's not bad yeah that's fine yeah yeah, for us it's like well, for you three it was four, yeah like three Is four really hours. That far? It was like three hours to Southern Virginia, yeah. And I think actually Henry would have had four hours. Oh, were you not in? Oh, you were in Newport News, not Norfolk, yeah. right? Yeah. I have no concept of geography. Me neither. Like, around I'm terrible here. at it. That's fine. Yeah. We don't have. I, any, I don't have that any geography of, of uh, Jersey, so I mean, like, yeah. I was the drive with the snow. I didn't experience any snow at all. Really? Did you get hit by the bomb cyclone? <laughs> the bomb cyclone. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Um, I left Wednesday, and I was like, oh, I guess I beat the storm. Uh, and I saw like some flurries as I was driving in. Like It was menacing, oh, yeah. but it's like a menacing movie where nothing happens at the end. I was like, oh, I arrived. Yeah, I think most, <laughs> of, that, most of that stuff came down like Thursday morning. The, the Frank Nicola yeah. suspense film. <laughs> <But> also, <laughs> just, just, just one huge swell and then nothing. <laughs> but then I found out like we're, we're apparently further from the coast here. Right again. I have no concept of like where we so, are. Oh yeah. There's so like Virginia right there, is like right? a triangle, right? So like so there's there's a triangle of like Virginia regular, and then there's the Eastern Shore. Yeah. Which is what 
so so it's the Delmarva Peninsula because it's Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, oh. Delmarva, and it turns into the eastern shore of Virginia, and that becomes kind of like a barrier uh, for like inside. And we're up the Chesapeake and up the even though the fucking Potomac is frozen, frozen. right now, yeah, and I'm like, crazy. that's a big ass body of water. <laughs> like that's way bigger than the James. <laughs> that's way bigger than the James, Robbie, and it's frozen. That's really scary. That's that's hint number one that I should not go outside right now. Right, it's like twelve degrees. <laughs> it's as cold here as it was when I went to Pax. When we went, it was twelve degrees in Boston. You remember that? Yeah, that was pretty brutal. That was miserable, and that I was, was I was staying in Fenway, and I had to make the fucking trip from Fenway to the fucking wharf or wherever the convention center was. Yeah, it really hit us. Like after we went to some networking dinner, and like Jack and I are out in the cold waiting for an Uber, and like we're by the water and snowing and it's oh. cold. We were like, Boston sucks, man. That's why we're for the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> so I got like, I got like, so I had, I got panelist tickets for, for PAX East. So I sold my regular ticket to one of my friends, Kenny, who's actually here at MAGFest, but uh, he lives in Richmond as well. So he flies in Friday and, and he's a smoker. And man, I've never been more jealous of a smoker in my life. Just like, it's really cold outside. He's like, I'm going to light a cigarette and like, keep myself warm. I'm like, fuck you. Fuck this. this is, <laughs> God damn this. It's one of those really good reasons to take up smoking, right? Yeah, exactly. Just, actually, just during the winter months. Actually, I, I thought that like, if you smoke a lot, your body actually doesn't like retain like it's temperature really? well like you're, the that's way you're probably right, true. but i think yeah. it's one of those things where you it's the same thing with vodka where your body doesn't retain temperature as well but it makes you think you do it's you just don't point. care at that point yeah it's yeah, a placebo yeah, yeah. effect yeah i would think like that would stop you from smoking because it's like hey it's 12 degrees outside you have a habit that causes you to leave the yeah, building every four hours outside. exactly you have to go outside of exactly. the cold that would make me go cold turkey i don't think you've seen really creative smokers because they'll figure out a way to do it and not leave the house <laughs> like out the window yeah it'll be like out the window like <laughs> <laughs> like a fish like <laughs> just 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 a, just a little crack a large series of straws that lead to where they are <laughs> just like the corolla deville yeah exactly cigarette yeah. like extender thing but it's like 20 feet long stay tuned for the next okay go video <laughs> i'd watch that <laughs> Um, but yeah, demoing going well. So far, so good. Yeah. Uh, we've got some levels from the uh, the final game. Not the final build, but the final game. Um, and a lot of people recognize us from last year because uh, we had a demo last year. So that's good. People say that, you know, we've improved. Um, I can't say for sure when the game will be out, but it's we're getting close. And, it, and it's a puzzle game. You, you Give me the pitch. Yeah, give, give me the hard pitch. I would put it under the category of like puzzle adventure. Um, the only reason why is because like I've played straight up puzzle games before. Like uh, Kami is the one that's um, like the paper folding game on iOS. It's a beautiful game, but that's definitely just a puzzle game because it's abstract. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, we're a little different. We're puzzle adventure because you're still like kind of taking this character on a journey throughout the game. And that character has a story that interacts with the world. So, you know, it's not adventure like Zelda's an adventure game, um, but it's a bit more than just an abstract puzzle. It, it has a narrative. Yeah, definitely. Okay. It's kind of like cutscenes are the reward for getting gotcha, a bunch of levels. Gotcha. That you know, it's pretty linear, but you have to remember we're also going for like a. I don't really know what our audience is like. Casual, kind of like thirteen to thirty-five. So you don't know who you're getting. Like this could be their first video game, and you have to kind of just like because some people were like, "Oh, you should have like branching puzzles," and I was like, "Yeah, that's cool," but you know, you're thinking about like people who know games really well. And you have to think of a different audience. Also, from the developer's perspective, it's like I don't want to go back and make <laughs> make yeah. Yeah. multiple True. secret exits. True, that would it, yeah, that would have like a different edge case and stuff, and more testing. Yeah, linear games are easier to test for right. sure, for sure. So I'm just gonna ask this, dev to dev, 
how often do you get the Monument Valley comparison? Oh, how much does it bother you? No, we get it often and I find it flattering. Okay. That's a good thing to me because they were really a big inspiration. Um, that came out around the time our first mobile game came out, which was Skyrunner, like an endless mobile runner game. So we did that. Uh, and then Jack saw Monument Valley and he was like, you got to play this game. And we were like, I guess, jealous in a good way. So like, what's a better word for that? We were like, this is cool. We'd love to do this kind of thing for our next project. Envious. Inspired? I think Envious yeah. is also yeah. bad. <laughs> Envious is kind of bad. I don't know. I like Inspired. We say that yeah, a lot, yeah. too. It's a big inspiration. Um, the only thing that was negative was Monument Valley 2 came out a little while ago. Right. We were worried that would happen when we launched, but we dodged a bullet. Because if it came out around now, we would be screwed because then our game comes out a few months later and, you know. But I, I find it flattering. I'm actually hoping that when our game is on the store... In like, you know, games you might like, games like this, Monument Valley shows up. And also, if they've played Monument Valley, our game shows up. That'd be great. That's like part of our marketing Mm -hmm. strategy. So I'm fine with that. Have you ever spoken to anyone at us too? I haven't directly. I guess like I follow Ken Wong on Twitter and might have like replied to one of his things. But no, I haven't really gotten a chance to really talk to them. Um, which is too bad, but they're over in London, so right, right, yeah. I, yeah, had I thought they're European. I guess I should like wait for them. I probably missed my chance, but if they were in New York City for something, go to one of their events and be like, "Oh, I made a game." This I don't know what I'd say. Like, <laughs> I was really inspired. <laughs> hey, <I worked> you <laughs> off. <laughs> well, I'm just like, you have to kind of decide because I think they want more games like Monument Valley. So if I came right. up to them and I was like, "I was really inspired by your game," yeah. they could be insulted that I copied them, or they could be like, "Oh, it worked!" Like. They well, could be, they could be honored shooter, that you, you, know? you were inspired no, by I mean, <laughs> you're, you're talking a lot about the comparison, though, but, like, you, the mechanics in your game are different, though, right? Yes. Like, I think the closest touchstone is the perspective, maybe, and then also the target demographic, right? Because, you're, you, as you were saying, you're going after those people who um, might not necessarily be gamers, but, you know, it's a game that, that people can get into and, and play and everything. So, yeah. I agree. I think you're right, Emerson. That's true. It's like the presentation is similar enough to make them think of Monument Valley, but then they get into it and they're like, oh, this is different. Because Monument Valley's big thing is um, these MC Escher puzzles. Right. Um, so with us, it's still isometric like they were, but uh, and you're still tapping uh, to move and dragging on stuff, but it's all about um, the shadows coming from your character's lantern, mm-hmm. and those shadows, when they pass over things, they could change stuff in the level. So once people see that, and they realize it's not about, well, it's like a different kind of optical illusion. They realize that it's its own thing. Right, um, right, gotcha. But, I mean, it works for me because it gets them in the door. Right, They're right. like, oh, this yeah. looks like a thing I already like, so yeah. it's perfect. Yeah, it pulls know? them in with, right. the, with the art style. Because you can't go, to, well, you could, but like if you're a game designer and you make something that's super, super original, truly original, that's awesome for you. It's a hard sell. You'll have a tough time selling it, right? <laughs> right, right, right. right people right. will be like, oh, um, what is this like? And you'll be like, it's like nothing. It's like nothing. <laughs> it's, it's like my own nothing. original creation. It's like nothing by no one. <laughs> so it's tough. It's like the sound of the color red. <laughs> <laughs> what do you hear? Cool. <laughs> I remember my game design teacher taught us, because Jack and I, um, we knew each other wanted to like do game design stuff because we met each other in a class um, or we saw each other in that class. So that's kind of where our, our career began together. Um, and the way our teacher explained it was like, if you're trying to pitch a game, you should say, the game is like X meets Y with a little bit of Z. And the example he used was Mario Tennis. Now, you've probably already played Mario Tennis, but like even if you hadn't, you kind of get what that game's going to be, right? Because you know the Mario brand, you know how tennis works as a game, and it's like, yeah, okay, I, I, I know what Mario Tennis is. Mm-hmm. It's know? like Mario meets tennis with a little bit of sibling rage. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> exactly. so that's what we'll do. We'll be like, okay, it's like Monument Valley, but with shadows. Yeah. And a story that's very dark for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so where'd you go to school? Stevens. 
Okay. Which is an engineering college in Hoboken, New Jersey. Hoboken's so small that it's like probably the only school there. Um, it's mostly known for engineering, but Jack did math. I did art. And um, then he did programming and I did like software planning management. So it just kind of came together. That's fine. We're a good team. Yeah. It's funny because I only know about Hoboken because I'm a big fan of the Beast Cast, which I don't know if you listen to the Beast Cast. It's, no. it's, it's the Giant Bomb East Coast podcast. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're based out of New York City. But Jeff Bacalar, who's a, uh, he's a CNET reporter, um, but he's like CNET's gaming, one of CNET's gaming reporters. He lives in Hoboken. So he's constantly talking about like, oh, I gotta make the commute again, but 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 but, and I think Vinny Caravella also lives in Jersey. So I didn't know that. I should get in touch with them because be, I'm looking for more stuff like this. You know, like more. I'm, I'm trying to be more social in the game industry. Yeah, I feel like I've been like stuck in my room making the game and like not really talking to people. So I want to put a stop to that. Um, but yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. I think a lot of people live in Hoboken because they work in the city. Yeah. And so it's mostly this like Just launch, a big commuter town. Yeah, this launch pad for them. Um, like Jack works in the city. You know. But it's good because it's not as expensive in Manha- as Manhattan yet. So, but it's getting there. But Manhattan's cheaper <laughs> than San Francisco right now. So. Is it? Yeah, that's what I've heard. Really? That's what I've heard. <laughs> it's not good. Nope. 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 That's nope, really nope, bad. Nope. Zoning laws need to change. But we don't have to worry about that because we live in cheap ass towns <laughs> in Virginia. Ain't no one want to move to Virginia. That's the smart thing to do. I think like where you see indie communities crop up is places where it hasn't been as expensive. So, like I think in Texas, it's getting more expensive. But for a while it wasn't, and that there's a huge indie scene. There's in such Texas. a good community there. Like I was there for the supercomputing conference, and I was just checking Twitter, and I saw that they were doing this uh, museum of human achievement. Like that's what it, the group was called, and they had this crazy, like weird, like indie arcade mixed with. There was like a an experience that you went to. It, like there's just a great community there, and uh, some baby castles yeah. ass shit. Yeah. It, oh, it was super baby castles up in there. Um, if you're familiar with Baby Castles, they're out in New York City too, and they're here. I have no idea what Baby Castles. That's, that's it's, like that arcade section with all the crazy arcades, um, and they've got the projector up that sometimes switches to. Like, there's a game over there where you're playing as a dog and you're racing somebody else, and you're scraping your butt on the floor and trying to like poop on as many things as possible and <laughs> knock over as many. So, like, so wait, is Baby Castles like a genre? No, or? no, it's the name of the collective. Mm-hmm. So it's like an oh, okay. indie game collective that's like very heavy into like art installations gotcha. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's very like avant-garde kind of gotcha. stuff. So okay. like you go to the arcade cabinets that they have set up there and it's like a bunch of uh, fuck, it's like weird input controls and it's they're, they're like spray painted and shit and they have like weird shit glued to the side of it for like huh. art aesthetics. Right. Now I remember where I saw it. It was familiar mm-hmm. because... um. When I did go to Indycade East, there was baby a Castle, Baby Castles yeah. thing there, and it was all these really weird arcade cabinets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and they um, <laughs> there's one that had like a that had an error screen on it, and it just said this uh, this cabinet is broken. Frowny face emoticon. <laughs> like, they programmed a custom so fucking good. error screen for their goddamn arcade cabinet. Was now that, here's the question: Was that an error screen, or was that the game? I don't know, man. It's experience. <laughs> I imagine it must be a placeholder for if like somebody's game didn't make it, and then they're just. I, like, I would love yeah. it if that's the game. Like you go, yeah, 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 yeah. it says it's broken, but then you start playing with the controls. You can like move the emoticon yeah. around. It starts eating and the other yeah, letters. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm definitely gonna do that. If that's not what it was, I'll do that. <laughs> I'll, just, like, I'll call it disappointment. It'll really just be a camera that's filming you, <laughs> and it's a Twitch live stream. And so it's just the experience of watching people who are disappointed that the cabinet's broken. <laughs> um, cool. Have you gotten a chance to play anything? Ooh, 
I'm a bad indie dev. I don't no, know. No, you're not. You're not. No, because you're not. because I that's either. the experience. Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't play your game until PAX East. Yep. <laughs> and that was hilarious. I was like, oh, thank God this game's here because I didn't get a chance <laughs> to play it at MAGFest. Well, so I'm, I'm just doing the booth alone this year, so it's harder. We're, right. Whenever it's me and Jack, we'll take uh, shifts. So like at PAX East, we even had Caroline there too, uh, who was our web developer. We were like, Caroline, can you man the booth? We just need food, and also I want to see games. <laughs> uh, so I got a chance to walk around there, but it's tougher at Magfest. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if I got a chance to play anything. Man, that's terrible. I've seen a lot of people I, I playing other people's games, but I haven't actually gotten to do it myself. Yeah, <laughs> it's mostly like watching from like like voyeuristically. Like, <laughs> yeah, that game sure looks fun. Man, that looks cool. Zarvod, Wish I got to play it. I'll play Zarvod in my dreams one day. <laughs> well, there are few because I was able to go around a little bit, and there are few that you can play if you don't get to play them here. Uh, like Fight Night's build is available online. Um, uh, Mama. Mama, Mama, Mama Hawk. Mama Hawk. Mama yeah, Hawk. that one, not Mama Bird. Mama Hawk. That one's on the App Store. Nice. Um, and then also there was the other one that I mentioned last time, like Des. Desolus. Desolus. Yeah. won a bunch of awards. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that one you can like they you can get on a mailing list and they'll send you a build too. So awesome. Yeah, I've been doing that a lot um, with our demo because it's out on the store. And so, like, if people are coming by and they have to go because their friends are leaving them, I'll just be like, take a card, download it, it's free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And the demo at this point is over a year old, but mm-hmm. it's still, like, a very good way to show off the game because we're, we're not out yet. Yeah. So. Is it so, where's the demo available? Uh, Google Play and the App Store. Although, uh, you're apparently not allowed to upload demos to the App Store. Yeah. But we did. <laughs> like, we did five times. We won't tell anyone. They didn't catch us until the sixth time. Really? Yeah. Like, it, you know, it just goes through this automatic thing and it's like, oh, metadata rejected. This is a demo. And I, if that happened the first time, I would have been like, oh, we broke the rules. But this time it was like, man, we got caught. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just try again? so well. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, that's a really weird thing to me. If it's a, like, our, our game is called Where Shadows Slumber Demo. Just call it Where Shadows Slumber Origin Edition. Or, <laughs> or <something>. Early <laughs> access. 0. 0. 0.5. <laughs> um, yeah, that's weird. I'm 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 dealing with the the fucking the app store shit right now. Do you have a DINs number? I'd oh. get a DINs number. Do you know what that is? Oh, that stupid thing. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to fucking yep. fill out the form and this fucking like yeah. almost sounds like like a like a the credit agent like like collections agency calls you and it's yeah. like this woman like, "Hello, I am Janet Smith and <laughs> I need to know information about your company so we can give you your DINs number." And I'm like, "Oh no." okay it's like what is your what is your mailing address there's a part where it's like it and there's a part where they said what is your headquarter address yep and what is your mailing address and and it says these cannot be the address of your registered agent from where you registered your llc or corporation right and I'm like, well, I don't fucking have a headquarters. It's my goddamn <laughs> apartment for both of these. And it's yeah. the location of my registered agent because I'm the registered agent. So I'm just going to put this here and let's see if something happens and nothing happens. They're like, all right, here's your DIN's number. And I just want this so I could fucking re-upload my goddamn podcast on iTunes. I mean, it's up there now, but I'm re-uploading it so I can get access to their goddamn podcast analytics mm-hmm. that they just started doing a beta test for. It's like, yeah, it's it's probably the worst part of indie dev is that you're also like the... CEO of your own studio, but you don't you don't really want that role. You don't right. want all the business yeah. crap that comes with yeah. it. So like it's January now. Got to do taxes. Yeah. I hate doing that. Oh boy. And I think of myself as an organized person, but it's never quite the way our tax guy wants it. Um, yeah. And I 
I'm too scared to do my own taxes because I think like if it, if it's on me, I'm gonna mess it up and then I'll like go to jail. Yeah, so. my experience has been if you call the IRS, they yeah I know you can actually call the IRS. What? No, hello, you, get me Mr. IRS please. Yeah, <laughs> no, if you call the IRS, they're actually super helpful. Like I like I call like months in advance, and I you know there are several weeks where I just like called them every day to ask them questions. Wow. They actually have online courses basically that are available for are you a sole proprietor llc you know here's our vhs like classic video of jim coming in and talking <laughs> really, out loud about his questions it's really badly blue screen <laughs> <laughs> i mean like like but they they have full courses out there and like they just want they're your they just want your fucking money yeah. like they yeah. want your money they've made it so easy for <laughs> for them to get your money um and they're they know they're going to get it eventually right. either way so um so act, calling the irs is actually super awesome thing i will to do, do that i i never totally thought do about that. doing my own business taxes just because i've been so worried so like is there like a thing for like s corp and all that stuff that's I mean, what i did they I have like guys. a you know one of those phone directory things and um you know once you get talking to somebody you know if they'll they've always been super nice and um you know i went to other people to have them do it and they like started taking me down the path of like becoming an s corp which would have cost me a lot more than also being... double taxation yeah like like it, it would have been it just was not what i wanted to do at all but they like had me do all my taxes the wrong way and like it was just a nightmare doing it with somebody else so i found if you like spend like a week just to be like okay these are the questions i have they have like the course like outlined like you don't even have to go through all of it just like go to the parts that you have questions for it's super good and um yeah do it yourself <laughs> probably should so you went to school for art and also like software management software design right of so, some sort uh, it was bachelor's of arts um and then the master's was software engineering but that sounds like programming the way they define it is like it might as well say software management right yeah Gosh, no i took a software engineering course and it was basically that it was yeah. basically just like this is how waterfall works. This is how agile development works. Yep. Um, yep. You went. To, you went to school. Yeah, I went to Clemson University, and I had a. Oh, you went um, to Clemson. Yeah. Wow. Your fucking rowing team pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> One of the hardest <laughs> rowing competitions I ever did was against Clemson and University of Georgia, and it was like the most yeah. brutal. 5,000 meters I've ever done in my life. Well, you're doing me proud. That makes me feel good about Clemson. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did an undergraduate in computer science and a minor in digital production arts. Oh, cool. Um, so, so for that, uh, I guess computer science was kind of your probably more classical, just like you start with C and then C++, Java, some Python. Some theory. Some theory. Oh my God, that class was a nightmare. Does P equal NP? Does P equal NP? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was crazy. I made friends in that class because we were just like grinding in the trenches. And then uh, digital production arts is like kind of like if you want to do that, you're actually wanting to do the graduate degree. And then Pixar will just come and like pick you up. It'll just pick you up. Um, wait, where is Clemson? It's in Georgia, South Carolina. Oh wait, no, it's in South Carolina. Shit. And Pixar is like. I thought they were just in California. Their 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 range is I mean, that far. I mean, yeah, no, their their program is kind of notorious for um for people to just like disappear. It's it, and then become successful. There's, there's, a, um. there's a lot of colleges like <laughs> Richmond. Like Richmond has a brand center, which we have. Like like Ruthie, she she just walked in um and left. But Ruthie is a brand center student. It's a it's VCU Virginia Commonwealth University's uh, graduate uh, 
school for advertising and branding. And these people go off to work in like, uh, like Did somebody get, yeah, someone should probably get that. Hold my mic. Gotcha. Hold my mic. Um, but people that go there, like go off to work at like, uh, uh, like big ad agencies and like, uh, Google, Apple, all these things. Wow. Moments here. What's up? What's going on? (laughs) <laughs> it's the shadows guy. Good to see you guys. So hey, says Moman. This is Frank. Frank. What's up? Frank. Oh, it's Frank. Moman's here. Good to see you, man. Watch The Wire. And make sure you don't pull How's it out. How's it going? Far. Watch The Wire on HBO. Emerson <laughs> kept my seat warm, I guess. Uh, yeah, we, we can trade off. If, my seat now. If, if you can. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can have it. You can have it. Um, I've been like running around for like 12 hours, but I'm straight? good now. 12 hours straight? Not 12, not 12. <laughs> We're maybe. talking about taxes for your business oh, oh boy. wow <laughs> but so i was just going around so robbie did you also do cs yeah it was computer science uh vcu at vcu okay yeah. i was also computer science vcu moment was computer science at uva right moment yes. okay um and i was also I, I was also a business administration student so i have two degrees um and the reason i asked that is because like i can imagine that being really intimidating calling the irs and being like what business should i have um but in business school, they just slam that into you fucking all the time. It's like you go into an intro to accounting and they're like, these are the types of businesses. Sole proprietorship, never do that uh, because you're just liable for all, all your expenses. And then like LLC or, yeah. or LC and the other the other ones. And then like C Corp, S Corp, et cetera, et cetera. Double taxation, um, yeah. limited yeah. liability. Nobody told me to do that. I was just more terrified of not doing anything and having the government come like arrest me or something so, right. so i was like i have to do something yeah i know that feeling where it's like well i only made four dollars this year i could probably get away with that and then you think like do i want to go to jail over like i don't want to be audited for four dollars <laughs> like is it worth it the trick is to just never sell anything that's the, that's the way uh, I'm there you go. that's, that's, that's genius yeah. got it mm. figured out um that's funny because like i find that like Obviously, that's kind of intimidating, but like I find that way less intimidating than going through friggin' app all of Apple's proprietary BS. Oh, like, you get mean your digital X-Code? certificate. Yeah, well, the, well, like the the process is to get onto the App Store. Yeah, just that's like your, bad. sign your digital certificate and like get your DINs number and blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah, I feel like Xcode has like a thousand more buttons than it needs because like when you go in there and and do it because I've had to do this like. We usually like uploading to to Apple is just this like nightmarish thing. Jack and I try to do as few times as possible, but we're like we're there together with the computer, and like we only hit a few of the buttons. You know, it's just like the build. Then you have to select this weird drop down that never saves, and you're good. But it's but Xcode <laughs> is this whole nightmarish thing that it doesn't need. I did hear though. Jack sent me this link before I left for Magfest. Um, they bought a company called Build Buddy, Buddy Build, Buddy Build. They're buying companies like every other week. It's apparently a company that made it easier to go through that nightmare. Yeah. Um, Not a company that helps you build your buddies. No. no. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they sold me a raw bill of goods. (laughs) Just like create a friend. Just wait 16 years. I'll just sit here friendless now with my uploads being easier. (laughs) Thanks, Apple. Whatever. (laughs) But it's supposed to be something that takes you through Xcode faster. um, And so Apple bought that. And so now that's going to happen. Unfortunately, they have to shut down their Android wing, though. But yeah. Yeah, are they going to make Xcode better or are they just going to like offer you this other program to do Xcode for you now? I think it like I think it shouldn't be Xcode at all. I think Xcode is like really for making your own stuff from scratch. So yeah. I think it's like just a 
just a cruel twist of fate we've even been piped through this xcode thing mm-hmm. like the- sorry apple if you're listening but like it's crazy to me <laughs> <laughs> i love the idea that apple's listening and there's just one tear rolling down <laughs> it's just cheek. tim cook silently at his desk hands and fingers touching each other just like hmm but like for real like there's so, like apple prides itself on everything being so well designed and then for some reason when it comes to developers that doesn't look like it was made by apple that looks like it was made in the late 90s or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's very archaic. Like right. Steam. Yeah, a lot like Steam. Yeah, like all <laughs> those problems with Steam are just because it's a it's a legacy system. Yeah, I've never looked at Steam's back end, but I've also never really looked at it. Like, I've, so do you work, do you build it, do you make the game in Unity? Yeah, okay. Unity for sure. So, yeah. so I've never built two um, um, uh, iOS through Unity. I've built it through other applications for like work and stuff. Like, I've, I've used other uh, platforms to build apps to the phone um but i've never done it through unity but like with other apps it does this thing where it's like you're using some third-party thing and you're like all right export like build test test build to to the phone and then it's like just like all this shit happening on screen and then it opens xcode by itself <laughs> to build it out and then xcode yeah. closes and you're like what's happening or the russians taking <laughs> yeah. over my yeah. laptop <laughs> yeah the pipeline as we have it is like um because i had to buy a mac laptop just to do this that's right. the worst part of it yeah you yeah. can't just do it on your pc but anyway so we did that and our process now if anyone wants to wants to replicate this is that the app the macbook is there it has github so you need to load the latest build which is usually months ago okay and then you've got that and then you have to go to unity and like switch platform which changes a bunch of stuff and then you build and it makes an xcode proj and then you open the proj in xcode and then you do some more stuff with the play button and then it works i don't know it's still like i guess <laughs> and like, then it works what is it doing is it making it like so that you can't steal the app is that what xcode is doing like it's working on it because i know like no, uh, well i think it is like some, some sort of digital signature of some sort to like okay. confirm that it's official through but also it's like you know ios is you know was it like um it's like like mac os is like a unix kernel right it's built off a unix kernel right and they have like their own layer. It's what's it called? Like cola. Or so what's it? The fucking the leaf thing. Oh, fuck! What's it no. fucking called? I don't know. I keep I keep I keep wanting to say Coda, but I think but that's like but that's Panic Inks like text editor. I I keep but they have like so they have like a, a layer of that right, uh, and then like and then I think it's uh, cocoa or something. Yeah, cocoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then iOS has like cocoa light or like some branch or skew or derivative of coco so i think the whole reason that you have to have a mac to build your 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 ios build is because there's some sort of handshaking going on there that's proprietary to apple that they just straight up can't build can't or won't build onto a windows machine because there's because you know windows is not is not built on top of that Apple restricting things for propriety. That doesn't sound like Apple. Sounds completely wrong. <laughs> sure you got the right company. No, I don't know. I will defend them on one thing. If it makes it harder to steal the game, sure. I guess I'm in favor of that. Because, like, I, I know you can't stop piracy, but it still gets to me. Like, we saw that our free demo got put on a torrent site, and I was like, man, you guys suck. Like, <laughs> it's, free, it's free, man. Yeah. Why <laughs> Now just I just download. don't, but I don't even know who's playing that one, you know. So it's like they right. didn't really steal anything from me, but it's like, well, now that's less data for me. Like, well, do, do you not know how? Because like, even if it's a, a crack or whatever, isn't like, do you not use the built-in Uni analytics? Because don't those still report even if it's a torrented? Probably that's another mistake we made. Is um, 
we didn't really know that analytics were that easy, so we never turned them on. No. <laughs> so oh. They're pretty easy. Yeah, it's like I, surprisingly I, you easy. You press a button, and I never knew. So they were like, what are your analytics show? And I was like, oh, we didn't want to go through setting all that up. And they were like, you didn't want to press a button? I was like, I'm sorry, I mean, you do sir. have to you have to make like you know some some like um some data structures or whatever. But it's like you know you know, and this is when I was still in school, so I like I didn't fucking know what a hash map was at that point. But it's like you know this dictionary object. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And then like once you learn what that is, it's like this is super easy. Like yeah. you're just assigning like key value pairs or whatever, and just shooting it up into their their services. And you have no idea like how's it like how's it connecting to the internet or like how's it like how's it verifying all that stuff because all that stuff is done through the editor. So you have no idea like once it pushes that build out, like how is all that working? It's magic. Yeah. Good question. I'm not sure. It's magic. I, the analytics people usually go to Unite. So I went to Unite Austin and I got a chance to talk with them about all that whole thing. That's where I learned how easy it was. Um, but I'm not sure. The most I heard was that it'll cache all that information and then send it next time there's an internet connection. Yeah. That's all I got. That's wow. all. That's all I absorbed. I was like, I should just relay this information to Jack because he knows what this is. I have, a, I have a very like depressed like experience with always applying to each unite to like show my game there and never getting in. It's just like, gonna apply this one. All right, unite LA. All right, not gonna get into that one. All right, unite Austin. They have like an indie showcase. Wait, area. how do you sign up? I didn't know that. I, f- I forget. It's is it just a public forum? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> I can do it. So can you. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> Part of the reason I went to Unite is because I was like, I'm going to find out how you get into Unite. <laughs> so I was like walking around. I'm walking around the convention center like, I just need to find the guy that like runs this thing. And, <laughs> and I said, Man, you can just sign up. I'll do that next time, I guess. It's really fun. Like even with MAGFest, it's like, what's the easiest way? It's like, what's the cheapest way to the get in the MAGFest? Be a content creator. Yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> be, be a panelist or be an indie dev. It's the cheapest way to, to get a trip to MacFest. P.S. Still not that cheap. Not th- no, yeah. but cheaper. <laughs> cheaper, definitely. Ch- cheaper. Um, even though, I mean, after paying you, splitting the room with you, and like, I bought like this Stardew Valley book for Wendy, and the I don't know the gas to get up here in the in the past. Like, I'm probably getting out of here like spending less than two hundred dollars or whatever. That's really good. Because yeah. the ho- oh, this hotel, I mean, we finally got a chance, bro. I did to stay in this beautiful hotel. Where'd you park? It's still expensive. I parked in the free parking lot in the fr- in the self, not the free parking lot. I was gonna say, this self, is, where is that? Where, the, where self, is that? the self parking lot, which is next to the parking garage. Yeah, that's like eighteen dollars a day, right? Um, it is. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, if you drive the car fast enough through the gate. So yeah, there's a MAGFest price, but also there's like a there's a flat like staying in the hotel price. So I'm like t- tomorrow before checkout, I'm just gonna go to the front and be like, gotcha. I I stayed here. Nice. So I hope I hope they'll give me that. If not, I'll just run down to MAGFest and be like, give me the give me the ticket with the friggin'. Yeah, I think that takes it from thirty to eighteen a day. Okay, well, that's what he told me. Okay. I was fine with that. It, wait, it started at thirty a day. Yep. Yeah. I thought eighteen a day was the discounted price, or was the the standard price. No, yeah. no, thirty a day. 30, thirty overnight. Good lord! If you're like some random guy, it's like I have a car. Also, like, there's yeah. nothing you have to put not in enough. your car, right? Because like I print the ticket out and I have to take it in my pocket. Like you didn't put it in your windshield. I'm kidding. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I was like 50-50 there. I was like, all right, this. not as far as I know. Maybe we're both gonna get trolled tomorrow. Pretty sure if you don't put it in your window, they just slash your tires. <laughs> I, whatever I need tires anyways. <laughs> More incentive for me, I guess. There was there was this. So I've been like, so I got a flat like six months ago, like driving into my parking garage at work, 
And so I'm like super nervous always about like if my my air is too low, my tires. And I didn't. So I like put air in my tires like a week and a half ago. And like all this cold weather, I'm like still nervous. Like I'm not going to bother checking because I think they're good. But man, it would fucking suck halfway to D.C. and like oh get a flat. Yeah, because some of the roads I was driving on at least kind of felt like you were in nowhere, you know? Like, I, I had to drive along the Jersey coast, I guess, but there were some stretches where there was really nothing around, so... Do you have an easy pass? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Right. Which I didn't realize worked everywhere. Like, yeah. I, I guess yeah. I was conceding about, like, yeah. it was a cool New York thing uh, we had. Yeah, no, it was like, <laughs> and now it's like a national thing. It's really a national... I'm such yeah, a jerk. Right. This <laughs> ugly purple color is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's just for Have us. you seen their website? Or at least it might just be the Virginia-specific website, but the website is... Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, like, it's real bad. It's like, like a government website from like 2002. So they're all but, purposefully bad because you'll have to pay more if you can't use it. But it's yeah. like that. It's like that. It's like that. Like grape soda purple, but then mm. their accent color is like a lime highlighter green. <laughs> it's like who decided on this? What? <laughs> no, no, like self-respecting web designer would be like, yes, yes, yes. Could we do those colors? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we deserve better. I think. We deserve an Easy Pass logo that has a cool thing hidden in it, like FedEx. Yeah, with the Where's arrow. The arrow? <laughs> Where's the arrow? Where's the give arrow? Me something. Give me like, like seen the guy that's like there weren't enough arrows in the FedEx logo, so I fixed it. So like every part of white space is just an arrow. <laughs> so like the E is like indecipherable because it's just like three arrows pointing into the line. Melody likes to do uh, like couch surfing. Okay. So we, we often have people come to our place that are like from different countries and stuff. Oh, okay. And there's been a bunch of them that have like commented that the EZ pass thing made no sense. EZ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, well, we don't really say that here. <laughs> that's so weird. Uh, you know, even in like even in Britain, don't they say Z, right? Don't yeah. they? Yeah. yeah. Are we the are we the only ones? We're we're just the like the Americans imperial system. Yeah. 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 Hold say, on. Yeah. Are we the holdouts? Go on, imperial system and the letter Z. <laughs> Letter Z and also the Paris Climate Accord. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I thought about that. that go. I thought about that when the fire alarm went off today. Because uh, you, you guys saw that in the in the main hall. The oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. We just, shut everything off and we're about to walk out. You did? Really? Well, this guy. Yeah. This guy comes running through and he's like, "Go, go, Get go, out! go!" And we're like, "All right, all right I guess we're going." Oh and then, that's funny. And then and then we're all just like slowly shuffling and then we look back and that same guy is just kind of like. Two thumbs up. Okay. Good. It's okay. Uh, I'm like, good. great, dude. Like, maybe check with your superiors before you start screaming yeah. through the friggin' yeah. Mibs area. Well, the reason I brought that up is because I was thinking of, like, American defiance. And I just, like, around me, no one really budged when the fire alarm went off. And I was like, yeah, feels like an American thing. It's like, yeah. until I see the fire, I'm not moving, buddy. <laughs> also, <laughs> I paid for also, this. also, you're from we Jersey. Were, we were in, like, the Mibs section, which right. is right next to the doors to take you outside. Yeah. And they were ushering everybody back into the hotel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, if you just push this the other way, you everyone will be outside right fine. There'd be point. no problems. Yeah, just go out the yeah, loading dock. If there's a fire, just go out the loading dock. Like, we're right there. But like, no, back in the hotel. Flayed alive, guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I was just kind of... So, like... So lights start flashing like the one or two sirens go off and I look around and it's just man there's a lot of people in t-shirts right now it'd be fucking suck if we have to go out in this 12 degree weather yep I bundled all up and everything yeah not to mention that the MIV section is concrete everywhere yeah like what's supposed to catch fire here good point yeah Yeah. (laughs) like no please go back into the burning building please right (laughs) pretty strange yeah but the building appears to be set up in a weird way like if you guys tried taking the stairs no. Stairs down from your room. 
Because, like, around here, we're on the ninth floor here. So, like, if we try to take the stairs down, you don't even go to the hotel. You just, like, are ushered out into the wilderness, I guess. It's very what? weird. <laughs> it's just a, a tree line that you just stumble into. Well, that's why the elevators are so weird at MAGFest. Because, like, you can't, you, you're not allowed to go into the stairwell at all. And you'll get lost if you try. That's what I was saying before. I, I did try to. I was like, I took the stairs down. I'm taking the stairs back Are you up. sure you didn't and mistake the stairs with the wardrobe to Narnia? <laughs> Because no, most like, stairs have stairs behind them. It's like indecipherable from where, like, I guess the cooks are preparing stuff. Like, you just go backstage <laughs> immediately. So then they caught me and they brought me right back out to, like, the second floor. And I was like, I was so disappointed. It felt like if you're playing Hitman or something and you, like, go into the, like, yeah, yeah. you know, employee's access area. And then they're like, sir, please get the <laughs> Access restricted. Get out of here. You forgot to knock out one of the cooks and take all of his clothes. That's the you problem. Take the fire axe and you just <laughs> overhand chuck it. I'm notoriously bad at Hitman and that's that's what there I forgot to do. Yeah, yeah. So how's everyone's elevator tag action going? Frank, it's going going well. I'm so bad at it. (laughs) How long did it take you to get up here? Oh, man. Like... Because the problem is I don't I don't want to go down to go up. But you I know down. you should. You gotta go down and go I up. I know yeah. you should, but it's this defiance again. I'm just like, no, no. I'm here to go up. That's why I'm here, damn it. But I, I had to cave and I had to go down to pee. And yeah, it's, it, was, it was a low point. Literally. It was bad. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you that one. Followed by a high point, though. So it's got that. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful hotel, though. Yeah. yeah. That village down there is so cool. Crazy, right? Yeah. 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 It's pretty crazy. You promised to explain those things. Oh yeah, the uh, the the mag books. What? Um, did they not give you any of these? Oh, what you, is that? You got some, right, Robbie? Like to give I, out at I your booth. I was given like a big star thing that I was supposed to give out. Oh, 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 but not these. I think the star thing is like a ten piece. Oh, okay. Is that currency of some kind? Yes. So, um, or after the fall of man. Yes. These these, these are our Fallout bottle cap equivalent. <laughs> so it's like so it's King Donut. Okay. Whoever the fuck that is. Um, the 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 Magfest mascot. This well, so the, it's a Kirby aesthetic, right? So this is all like Kirby aesthetic stuff. But like King Donut is not a Kirby character. So oh, like, right. if you look at his crown, that's the Magfest like squiggle, like the the up and down thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a inside joke. Were you were we talking about this with you on it last? With the inside joke about the donut, like Magfest is a donut. Yes, the, we talked about the fact that there was an inside joke. I right. don't think we ever got to what that inside joke meant. Who was trying to? I forget who was who was with us. It was you, know. me, Will, and who was who was also there. Oh, the uh, 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 Casey. Casey, Casey. I think Casey was explaining. But so there's some inside joke with a donut, yeah. right? Um, so they made King Donut, and that's this this year's mascot. Um, and so there are Mag Bucks or whatever. So it says one M point on the back, but I swear to God, I heard someone say like Mag Bucks or something. Um, but basically, certain I guess certain booths. And maybe it's just whoever's doing like the Magfest versus stuff. Um, if you go to their booth and play their game, they'll give you some sort of challenge. And if you meet that challenge, they'll give you these. These are like the equivalent of one United States dollar. So you can take these endpoints and go really? to go to the vendor space. Good for all debts, legal and yeah, and yeah, they're, they're not, and they're not vulnerable to inflation either. So. It's just just like Ethereum, baby. It's a really it's just official like, thing. It looks like those little plastic ninjas they yeah, would give like you. Yeah, like I kind of don't want to give them back. Yeah, because it's like, like official thing. It looks like a donut. It, like it looks really cool. It's like all pink. Um, but yeah, so you can be like, so if I found if something that I wanted that's five dollars, I got five of these and just be like, here you go, fucker. Blam! Give me that button. In the post-apocalyptic <laughs> wilderness. Allowed to be that rude? 
<laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> My goodness. So uh, post-apocalyptic. Yeah, in the post-apocalyptic wilderness, those are good get you out of unwanted so you sexual go down the stairs that lead you outside. Make sure you have your endpoints yeah. with you. But so I got these by playing uh, Joggernauts, which is also at Mivs. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and I talked to them a lot. They they were really cool. Um, but so they were doing like a little tourney. And so it was me and David who also walked in. <laughs> he was a guy wearing the scarf. Um, and we were playing against uh, Ruthie and Julie, so Will's Will's wife. And uh, so Joggernauts, Ruthie explained, explained it last night, but basically it's like a competitive, or it's a cooperative infinite runner where you're like a line of aliens that walk together and you each control one alien and you can jump and you can swap places with whoever's in, in first. Wow. Right? That sounds pretty complicated. And there are Damn. puzzles revolving around that. So each one has a color uh, specific to them. And there are things that you can interact with in the environment only specific to your color. So say there'll, there'll be like an obstacle in the way, right? Like, um, and so, and it's, and it's red. So only the person that's red, the person that's red has to hit X to be in first and the first in the line to touch that obstacle first. And they'll destroy the obstacle and they keep moving. But like the, the, the puzzles get really, really like they get faster and faster and more difficult. So there is one where David and I were playing. So he I was blue and he was purple. And there are these invisible platforms that only activate once the person, the proper color person touches them. So we were just like just shouting at each other. It was like, all right, swap, swap, swap. Because there's just a line of like blue, then purple, then blue, then purple, and blue, then purple. And they're oh like, God. do you both have to press something to swap? Uh, no, the, whoever, if you're in first place, you don't have the ability to swap oh, okay. back. But if you're not so in first place. you're telling the other guy, press the button. Yes. Gotcha. Right. That sounds um, tough, man. Like it got pretty tough. Solving these puzzles at the speed of, at the speed of like an endless runner or like Guitar Hero or something. That's tough, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not super fast, but like there's a point where it was like, all right, these platforms are really small in the, in the speed in which they're changing colors. So we got to, we got to work fast and we tied a lot, but we beat Ruthie and Julie. So ha! got my end points. Yikes. Um, and then we walked over to the vendor area. We were just looking around, and David wanted really wanted a poster. So we saw... Have you ever seen those Japanese prints, those those video game prints in the style, like, Japanese prints of, like, the samurais like that, that look really weird? They have, like, the weird, like, the really large bodies and the yeah. weird-shaped heads. I don't know what that art style is called, but... Do, do you mean, like, ancient Japanese? Like, it, that flat look? Yeah, well, like, maybe... It, like I don't the know the Great Wave off Tanagawa? Not like that. Like 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 <laughs> ones that are like figures and stuff. So like, um, let me just look up a a picture of one. That'll that'll read well on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Put it in the show notes. Japanese. <laughs> yeah, link to it. What it's all about. Uh, Japanese print. Mario Kart. But so they have all these ones that are like, it's a it's a it's this so so that. Oh, that's awesome. So this is... I don't know what this art style... Oh, it's uh, woodblock. Yukiui. Yukiui? Woodblock? Isn't it woodblock? Yeah, yeah. So it's Japanese woodblock prints. Yeah. Wait, do they carve it into... Like, why is it called woodblock? Yeah, it's, yeah. they carve it into wood and really? then they stamp it. Yeah. Damn. I don't know if this one... Well, well uh, yeah. The original, ver like, original art and the style is done like that. I don't know if this one is, but like... Um, I didn't know that. That's crazy. So it was, it was a huge stamp, like you would have a stamp for your name, but it's Look, art. I, I'm remembering this off of very little <laughs> knowledge, but That's I believe cool, I believe man. it's done like like kind of like how the West did like printing press type stuff with yeah, it. Yeah, no, yeah, painted no. it on woodblock and That's then stamped. That's awesome. Yeah. And and you you could do like layers too, so you do like a layer of black and then a layer of of red and whatever. Okay, yeah. that would explain the almost comic book style of it. Yeah. Wow. And and the um, yeah. 
Printmaking is really cool. I've never done enough of it. I was an art student in, in community college, but like, um, they, uh, but like Durer, who is a, he was a Renaissance, he was a Northern Renaissance artist. He, um, he would do, uh, the type with metal prints. And the way you did that is that you would put like a coat of like wax or something on it. And then you would carve into it. Uh, so, so it was a, it was a metal plate and then you'd put wax over top of it and then you'd carve into the wax and the parts that you wanted to expose. And then you would dip that in acid and the acid would eat into the metal and, 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 and create, um, uh, depth to it. Oh my God. And then what was left was raised and then you painted over that. And then that was your, that was your master print. That was your your print copy that you'd use. Crazy! Yeah. I should probably know more about this because I did take art history, but like that's they don't talk about the methods enough. That's so cool. I had a really good art history two teacher. My art history one teacher kind of sucked. So if you ask me anything about like before the Renaissance, right, right, right. <laughs> like Greco Roman, like don't remember shit. But how like, do they paint on caves? I yeah. don't. We don't know. Whatever. We still don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it will forever remain a mystery. Even know how they what made they did the is caves. they took the paint and they just. Put it on the cave. It's just a theory. What's really funny is that like as you get closer to the end of the semester in our history too, it's just like the second you hit like nineteen hundred, it's like we're fucking doing this in like two classes. It's like, all right, yeah. here we go. He's like modernism, postmodernism, pop art, whatever the fuck, let's go. Yeah. Abstract expressionism, doesn't matter. Cubism, let's go. Um I guess at some point. I mean, this may have already happened, but like, do you think we'll get a history class for video games? Because there's been enough time now where there like, should be. There has to be like, like when, when they're making Pong on a mainframe or something. That's probably really inaccurate, but like, that's why I need the class. Space <laughs> war, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. space war, Frank. Know your roots. Is that the Case first in first one ever? Yeah. So space war was like a, a a vector like competitive game that they would play on on mainframe terminals. Really? Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. And oh that's like. "Quote unquote," like agreed upon the official first video game or something, but don't don't take me at the word for that. I don't know. Someone hunt down Frank Cifaldi and ask him. The video game history foundations guy. He's here. I saw him earlier. I was like, I'm gonna say hi to him, and I'm like, nope, too embarrassed. Not gonna talk. To him. <laughs> and just like, just like turn the other way. I was like, oh, which is weird. Like that, you know, I fucking cold call people all the time to come on the podcast. Now you just need this, a cold this is a weird call. thing where like you see somebody you're like really ad- it really admire and then suddenly words are gone right yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah so you haven't been playing haven't had a chance to explore the show floor a lot unfortunately not and i'm not sure if i'll get a chance i would have to you just gotta just grab a random person and be like can you watch these like yeah four really expensive tablets and phones you just can i just trust <laughs> you with that yeah this That's, is how the game works. It's the downside of having such an easy setup is that like easy come, easy go, right? Like someone could just come up and grab it. So well, I guess I'll just have someone watch it. Well, Moment is showing a second game, uh, Picaro, yeah. his, the impeccable Picaro, um, and his band of thieves. And they, uh, uh, so he has a TV running it and then they also have a smartphone running it. But the smartphone's not tethered to anything. And he's also just like frequently walking away from like where they have it on the table. And I'm just like, cold sweating looking at the phone like moment <laughs> like yeah. and i'm just kind of paranoid i also have my camera like a real like dslr camera there mm-hmm. and all my gold bullion is on under, under the table <laughs> so it's like i don't want to walk away and leave that it's <laughs> just like, way too valuable there's a lot of valuable stuff in one place i don't know i'll get like a magfest uh, person to just watch it because they did say they would do that and they've done that this weekend uh and try to nice. play at least zarvat because it's right there right uh, but everyone else's games too where is the swap fire one by the way so it's over like along the left wall. If you walk in the front doors, it's on the left wall, and it's like the one before the last before you like turn into before the, the big gap. 
Yeah, they laid out the room a little different this year. And I like it. Yeah. Because I was tucked in the corner, like the far right corner. And I was like, this is, we were like right next to the table flipping. So it was like the table flipping in the pachinko. Okay. And the, now they have the firestorm, like the paddle, battle mech pods back yeah. there. Which I did really last want year. to try that. We should, we should is that try open outside of MIVs or is that like it should be, to be manned? Because last year they had it in the, uh, they had it in the console free play room. Um, I really and, want to try that. And it was like, they had someone there at like midnight because we did it after MIVs. Um, but um, so we were back there and it wasn't, we didn't, that wasn't the best spot uh, for us. But like uh, in the freaking table flipping, just flipping tables is just crashing everywhere and okay, everything. I think I remember that. That was the section for like, um, they were like also hitting the tables with hammers and stuff. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah, take like, out your rage on a wooden desk. Yeah, what is, like, it was a donation. What is, what is this? All right, yes, so, please so, explain. So they had a charitable donation area for table flipping. So you'd pay. So however much money you paid was however much you could destroy. So you would get like a folding table, like like bigger than the ones they're giving you, like a pretty wide, one of those gray plastic folding tables, right? And they would cover it with a bunch of crap. So like, I don't fucking know what they put um, on there, but like maybe like old broken technology and stuff, like just a bunch of shit and you could flip it. And like, and that was in, and you were paying money to charity to okay. be able to do that and the more you pay the more you can do i saw one it was three tables stacked on top of one another oh my god Ooh. and the guy was just like Rah! and he just fucking <laughs> throws the goddamn things when you were first explaining this it was like nah, no now, oh, yeah. now it's yeah. three tables stacked on top of each other but imagine that going on like yeah 30 yeah. feet Ooh. away from your yeah. mivs booth yeah yeah and so you're scary. just like this is my game this is peaking little and everyone stops for a second, looks over, and like, all right, well, and then so this is, this is how you play the game. And there was one, like you were saying, like hitting things with a hammer. Like one guy paid, must have paid a lot of money. I don't know, but he just they just gave him a printer and a hammer, oh, no. and they were just like, go to town, and he just fucking like wailed on this printer, this inkjet printer. I don't understand that impulse. I don't know. It's a weird thing. But like, I, that, I, that pillar pit printer had killed his father. So <laughs> <laughs> it was justice, Frank. No, it's, just like, it's just like like if I see um someone post on Reddit like here's an N64 and we like hit it with a hammer. LOL. It's like man, it's like an antique, or it will be yeah. like that's a treasure. What are but you doing? But an N64 is different than a printer. I that's, I guess I still yeah. don't understand the desire to like break a printer. It's weird. I don't know. It just I don't. I'll never be that guy. I just don't get it. Would you do that? Yeah, if I was paying money to a charity, I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, let me really? let me break know. some shit." How would I hit a printer with a hammer? Like, I don't know what I'm getting from. I that. am really upset because Friday, <laughs> my work was doing uh, volunteer hours for Habitat for Humanity. They right. were building homes, and they had to tear down a whole uh, a home. So I was going to be on the demo team. <laughs> Seems backwards and we were to what they do. We were going to well, they had to tear down the home to. Construct oh, okay, okay. down okay. to go up. Remember? Back down to go up. <laughs> but I fucking missed out on being on the goddamn demo team. We were gonna take sledgehammers uh, to this goddamn yeah. house. I was fucking missing I'm out on that. Bummed. Okay, but even there, so I get that impulse. But afterwards, like, turns out you had the wrong house. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Break down a door and it's just like someone in there showering. Like, <laughs> but like, wouldn't do they ever save parts of the house for reuse? Like, where does all that house go? It's just wood, Frank. But and wiring. <laughs> uh, maybe it gets burned. I don't know, but burned for fuel. I don't know. Goes to a landfill pulp. somewhere or just ends up out in the ocean somehow. Man, houses, right? houses don't belong in the ocean. You're helping <laughs> Tom Hanks with his getting off that island. There you go. Okay. All, all that, that is for charity. All that, yeah. all that <laughs> jetsam floating on the shore. Uh, yeah. No, I don't know. I like, I don't know. 
the layout is better. Because um, <laughs> that reminded me of last year, they had this really cool thing, but I don't know if it worked super well. It was um, a big, almost like Star Trek simulator. Not Star Trek. But oh, you the remember bridge, that thing? Simula- bridge simulator. simulator. Oh, so it's yeah. like everyone in this kind of simulation. I think that is Star Trek now. It might. It could be. Well, they have the yeah. they have the VR bridge crew, which yeah, is but separate. I think that, right. I thought it was bought and re. Oh, maybe stands. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you might be right. This this perspective. Well, I don't know. So the way they had it set last year is that that front area where like the pachinko is and everything. Yeah. It was just a f- stage, and it was like five computer terminals with people like playing the roles of like the the yeah, yeah. bridge crew, and then they were projecting onto the wall above the entrance doors. They were projecting like the outside shot of the knockoff USS Enterprise, whatever it was supposed to be, and they were doing like bridge crew simulations. That'd be really cool. And that was also super distracting being yep. in that room. So yeah. yeah, I am also glad that that's not in that room anymore. And I think it's part of why the lights had to keep going out. Do you remember that from last year? The lights were constantly going. They would just go out, and it's like, oh, are the lights going to go back on? It's like maybe tomorrow. <laughs> like, you I know. don't remember that. I think it was because of the bridge thing, because it hasn't happened all weekend. Just I taking even, a bunch I, of power. I brought lamps. I brought lamps like that from my room. I thought that was for mood lighting. Well, a little bit, but well, also, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was just thinking like I'm going to be prepared if they shut off the lights, and they haven't yet. So I'm just going to lie and say it was for mood lighting. Because because I, I saw the lamps, and I'm like, I feel like he had these lamps at Paxi's. Like this seems like. I'm nodding no, by the you, way. <laughs> you you have you have a you have you had a very like stark, simple, cool like booth. It's like black tarp down, like let's get the mood set. Like you you are entering this small space, which is the where the shadows slump. Yeah. I'm glad you <laughs> thought it was cool because that was kind of just me being lazy. I never put enough work into like designing what a booth experience is. So like uh, across from me, Sam with Zarvat has like a tent, a pink tent and like a thing. He set it up like perfectly. And I was like, I didn't put that much thought in. Like I got to the space and I was like, all right, floor, then table. Done. Look like, at that. Just, it, you know. oh, I do like your, your floor tiles. That one was, yeah, that was right, a big Be thing. careful. Do you, did you have floor tiles last year? Yeah. Do you remember how much fucking static electricity that goddamn room generates? No, wait, why? So so the air, well, at least last year, the air down there was super dry. Okay. Right? So we were tearing our floor tiles apart, right? Because they're just like jigsaw pieces, put them together. And I'm just feeling all the hair on my body starting to stand up. And I just went, I looked at Mason, who was helping me with the booth, and I was like, Mason, like, come here. And I just clasped his hands, and just this huge arc of electricity, just like, <laughs> oh my God. Really? Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Are there any drives you want to wipe? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, okay. no, he was carrying something. I was like, I was like, put that oh, down. No. Sorry, put it down. I was like, put that down. He was like, oh, okay. And then I touched it. Was, <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned it because I wasn't thinking of that. I'll put the phones oh, yeah. away first, yeah. and then I'll gain powers. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> force lightning. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was it was pretty great. I'm you know I feel I'm I'm glad you know, I'm not one of you suckers and having to shout all weekend and <laughs> losing my voice. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. almost done. Just two more hours. Two more hours tomorrow. Yeah, the Sunday always feels weird. It's like not quite enough time, but you still have to show up and and do it. Yeah. It's a little tough. Yeah, I mean I I didn't do as much talking this year because it was mostly I just wanted people to play it and we have a new tutorial now, so yeah. it's like give it a shot. Um, mostly though, like whenever we ask for feedback, that's a lot of talking because you're trying to like. Trying to guide them away from feedback you can't possibly take to like something that's helpful. So they'll be like, have you considered making it a shooter? And I'm like, let's talk about the color. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's just move you away from this. <laughs> because like you can focus people's opinions, but if you just let them talk, yeah. you're going to get yeah. feedback you can't use. Yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah, you just have to yeah. filter it out later. I, I've heard quite a few things about how VR needs to make the new Call of Duty type game. It's like, well, that's, that's not what I'm doing. 
Yeah. That's, that's not even close. Yeah. Do you want to throw up? I don't want to throw up. Do you want to? <laughs> well, how would you describe your game? Because I didn't get a chance to play it yet. Oh, my game is um, Galaga in virtual reality. Ooh. So it's a virtual reality shmup. In other words, people put on the headset and they're just thinking of what they would do. Not they're not thinking about right, your game. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. So they're they're like getting into like virtual reality and then realizing that it's like one of the like three virtual reality games out there that isn't first person. Right. I like you, that you, more. Yeah. You pick up. What is that other game where you have the ship and it doesn't move like yours? It's not on oh, a the one in the lab. Yes. Yeah. That yeah. one's really cool. That one's cool. Too. I really like that, and I friggin' I yeah, that weirdly was, that get was, into it. Was definitely uh, part of inspiration yeah, towards this. Yeah, one. and I like that because like you're at, at at certain points you're just holding the ship and you're like twisting it at weird angles to yeah. like dodge all the bullets. Yeah. It creates really cool like gameplay moments where you have to think about where the stuff is, so you have to move out of the way, but you also have to turn it to hit the stuff you're trying to shoot at. Yeah. It's interesting thinking of yourself not as the you're like the agent controlling the actual agent. Yeah. In, in there's the a lot of people, and the thing is, I've got like I marked out this whole space so people could like move around and do stuff. And people just and without fail, they stand in one spot and they're like, "Oh, I got, I got hit. I couldn't move out of this because you have to literally move out of the way. Like you can't just stand there." Yeah, I, I mean, I was guilty of that. I did that. <laughs> That's interesting. That's interesting. You you might want to just tell people, okay, you can only walk as far as this, and like even the, like tape down some boundaries that don't even matter just so they know. Because like I think. If people know what box they're in, they'll explore it. But they might think they're going to break I, I it. I try and tell they... them, like, move around. It's much easier to dodge do if you're moving around. It's like, okay. And they just stand there the entire Weird. time. You might. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's a better combination of the way the enemies spawn or the shots are fired to force them Well, there's some stuff around. I've done. Like, I put, like, like um, the plateaus. Like, I put a pl- power up right outside the reach. And without fail, I see them, like, almost falling over trying to reach it. But they won't take a step to, like, get over there. I did that. That's funny. My it's just like it's a new technology. Yeah, I think yeah. third person is a smart idea, though. That's the best use of VR. Thank you. Like, first yeah. person is just uh, you're asking for some trouble with like yeah, and your head goes through a wall. Exactly. And so with like third person too, I put you in a room that doesn't move. So like mm-hmm. lots of people get like motion sickness and stuff. They don't in this one. Well, right. most people don't. Yeah. Um, some, to, some people, like there's a couple people today, that like no matter what you do, they guy get projectile vomiting. There's one woman who put it on and took it off before she had done anything. She's like, I'm already sick. I'm like, okay, well, really? this definitely isn't for you. Um, but yeah, so but like you're in a room that has tons of like uh, points of reference that don't move, and so that that tends to help a lot of people. Yeah, he has like a skybox, and then there's like a separate lane, like almost like a like a Guitar Hero or Rock Band track that descends. Yeah, and that's yeah. the actual like play field. But then there's like a a, a, a static skybox that's separate from that, and that's anchored. It won't move. Yeah, yeah, yep. So you that's can smart. use that as your like point of reference. You play anything, Robbie, at the show? I touch anything. So anything? I was able. Was, Melody's been like, like trying to do, like apply to schools and stuff. So she hasn't really been able to help me much. But I got her to like watch my booth for a minute. I, mean, I actually went down and played um, Casey's game today. Oh, Dino Blasters! Really, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, I yeah, liked yeah. It. I like it. I like it. Have you played Dino Blasters? No, not yet. Oh, I gotta play these. It's also a, a, a well. It, he has a he has a Steam mobile version. What's it like? It's a. Um, what do you, you explain? It's really hard to explain. So basically, you're, you're you remember the levels in Mega Man where you'd be like on like uh, 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 oh come on what's the conveyor belt? Okay, and you have to like dodge stuff while the belt itself is moving. It's like that in like a relaxing kind of casual game. Hmm. So you're like a you're a dinosaur and the entire Earth's like spinning 
and you have to move along the spinning earth while meteors are coming down. So you have to like avoid the meteors and and to understand the dinosaur. The, like the earth is this big and then you're like that big. You're like a brontosaurus that's like the size of the fifth of the earth and you're just <laughs> running across the surface okay. of it. Okay. Um, and then like, yeah, a little vector and it's all vector art and all the meteors are coming down. It's really cool. And there's like a, you get far enough in it and there's like these like nebulous clouds that like speed everything up and there's like this alien that comes out and like starts attacking the earth. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. I, I'm glad I got a chance. Another game I didn't play last year that was here last year. Uh, Emerson, have you been playing anything or have you just been helping out at the Swap Fire booth? I've been playing so many games. Henry and I, especially today, Henry and I... thought you were being sarcastic there no. for a second. <laughs> Dude, I had a list last time, and that list did has have just list. gotten bigger. Um, no, uh, Henry and I like literally been tagging out every few hours to like make sure we got to go see some stuff. Um, uh, although one of my favorite games uh, I was telling you about earlier, at the Mask of Semblance booth, like, oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So Mask of Semblance, like it's it's like a, a Bastion kind of style game. It's okay. great. I wasn't going to talk about their game though. I was going to talk about their business cards. They created a seven card card game out of their business cards. Really? Yeah, I don't have the cards with me, unfortunately, but the the art is beautiful. I mean, it's the same artwork it's really in the good. game. Yeah, the artwork is fantastic. The, the cards are beautiful. You flip them over, and it's a business card. But um, basically, the idea was that you had to keep coming to their booth to collect more cards each day. Okay, which is smart. Um, but yeah, then the the way the card game works is um, everyone has the same deck. Both sides shuffle, you draw three cards, and then you basically pick what order you want to lay them down in, and then that's the only thing that you get to decide as far as like order. Maybe I'm not explaining this right, but basically right. Um, you go from left to right on either side, back and forth, choosing what each card does, and each card has like three different options that you can do with it like it has a power so you can attack like a, a monster and like magic the gathering or something wow and they have an active and a passive ability every card and so that's crazy it's yeah, way too complex i'm surprised yeah. they fit it on wow that's... i know this is a business cards this isn't a this isn't like it wasn't like i'm still got that's jealous of this idea i'm like, a really so small format that's smaller than a poker card that's like really yeah. tiny yeah yeah oh, they're God. small cards and everyone has seven cards and basically you make these decisions as you go through each card and you fight the other player. And the win condition is when you clear out their entire side at the end of a turn. But the way it works is you have different abilities that let you draw a card. You don't have a hand. Instead of putting a card in your hand, you put it at the other side of the lane. So when the next turn starts, they flip over. And so it's just like this kind of, you're making these decisions of, am I gonna invest in having uh, cards my next turn? Or am I going to try and like fight against the cards that they have? So, um, it's it's really freaking good. And they were saying that wow. games can last anywhere from a minute to thirty minutes. And the game I played lasted around five minutes. And that's each player has seven cards. That's amazing. That's really cool. Because yeah. when you said that, I thought it would be something really, really simple, like give this card to someone without them looking. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 <laughs> that well now i have to check it out uh, where, where where are they in relation to other things so they're along that same left wall um okay. if you go past the area that leads into the dealer's area um yeah they're like a few booths down they're the ones uh they got i was surprised they got second place in like the like coolest booth award or whatever today their booth is like like super foresty and it's they like have moss like, and stuff on it they have too. like it's moss really cool. and stuff all over their table it's crazy and then like in the background they have like this blue um 
like uh, curtain with their logo and everything, and they have these blue lights that are shining on them that look like it's underwater. Like it's, it's crazy. Wow, I got to step my game up. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I yeah, no kidding, find that, uh, the was it notched one? Notched, not, notched one. Knocked. Or knocked. 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 Yeah, like knocked. 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 knocked an arrow. Knock an arrow. They won. I didn't okay. see their booth. Uh, yeah, I need to see their booth because I, I haven't a tent. seen it's that It's pretty one. cool. I mean, it's a tent and it's like, it's very much themed for um, uh, the, the developer running that booth has his like Robin archery gear on. What'd you say? Oh, it's his Robin Hood. Yeah, he's like, yeah, like Robin Hood. Hood. Yeah, I thought he was like an elf for a while, but like, yeah, he's got, <laughs> he's got his whole like archery theme super strongly going back there. So. They might have won because of the cosplaying. I think, I know him and his that's wife him. were in uh, costume like all weekend. Oh yeah. So yeah. that could he be part of it. Out. It's like yeah, the whole Yeah, I can thing. definitely see that. Man, I gotta step my game up. All right, yeah. next year, tent. I, I, definitely tent, tent, vertical vinyl sign, big vinyl yeah. sign. Oh, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do, you know that material they created that's black? Oh, the like the, black the blackest material. black, yeah. The darkest dark in the world. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm gonna get. Spray paint all over my body. No, <laughs> wait. I wasn't where I was going with that. Skin asphyxiation by Friday night. <laughs> going all out. I, I've never We're shadow slumber. <laughs> I've like never been to one of these things, so I had no idea what to expect. So I brought the same stuff I brought to like MakerFest. Right. I got here and like literally the line where I'm at is uh, mask semblance and then fight, uh, fight night. Fight night. My booth and on the other side is soul. And I was soul like, is like looking so- around and I was sign. like, I didn't even have a tablecloth. And I was like looking around <laughs> and I literally got picked up the phone because Melody hadn't left yet. And I was like, Melody, bring stuff. <laughs> like, bring lights, bring a tablecloth, like bring all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. I was like, I am woefully unprepared for this thing. That's why I brought the lamps. I was like, all right, I'm going to at least make this look artsy or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the fact that you stole them from the hotel room is like the best, <laughs> the best <laughs> thing. No, no, those are mine. I didn't take them from oh, the hotel room. Oh, okay. that's what you said. No, oh, no, no, I'm uh, sorry. Please, please don't arrest me. No, 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 no those no, are from no. my bedroom, not my hotel bedroom. Got it. Got okay. it. All right. <laughs> That now it makes sense. It didn't want to make me sound like a criminal or a, a bad. No, guy. even if you did take it for the hotel and you just pull them back, it doesn't Pretty matter. Much. Yeah. Um, the uh, yeah. So last year I was gonna bring my like I don't know how big it's like thirty eight inch TV. Broke the week before, so we had to use Mason's like twenty four inch monitor, and I'm like, great. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Good first showing. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Hear so that. like because like because we got waitlisted, there are all these things in my head. I was like, what did I do wrong? What? Why did I get waitlisted? What was what were what was the justification? Was it the booth last year? Were they like silently judging the booth? Was it, did I not cancel my hotel res- reservation early enough or something? Because I canceled. I, they're like, let us know if you're not going to use your booth. So we like shared rooms last year. So I was like, five days before the show, I was like, I'm not I'm not going to use my hotel room. Um, but what was it? What maybe or it could just be like a shit ton of people applied this year, and so that's why you didn't get it. Um, well, I think this year. Um, there's got to be less indies, right? No, there's that has that has to be. That, I feel like there were more last year. No, that room looks way more packed. You sure? Yeah, there was a lot more open space. I think that was the, gonna be my I think guess. the number this year is like fifty, right? Yeah, I thought it was fifty-four last time, but I don't know. We should ask Lexi. I looked at the list and I was like, oh my god, there's got to be more than a hundred games here. So I'm I'm totally off. <laughs> <Are you> really? <laughs> they have the in the guidebook. They have a list of all the games that are here. Oh man. Okay. I was. Yeah, off. but those numbers wrong. might be off because I think they have like uh, Route seventy six games what's, listed what's twice. The quick play area. I've like seen that. Is that an indie thing? Yes. You can apply to have that spot for a few hours, basically. Oh, so okay. if you didn't get like your own booth, that's like a cycling out. Oh, okay. So SWAT Fire did that last year. 
Gotcha. So they stopped in for a day. They did something similar in IndieCade. They called it like game tasting. And it was kind of, you know, yeah, it's like I've a, heard of that. It's yeah. almost like consolation prize. It's like, well, you're at IndieCade and you have your game. So like show it for two hours and it's like a little mini gotcha. thing. I did that this year because um, I didn't get an IndieCade. But it was cool. It's like you still get two hours to show with some people, you know. They're kind of off to the side, but uh, maybe they did a better job with Quick Play at MAGFest. So I've gotten Peak showcased on IndieCade's like Screenshot Saturday. Nice. So I'm just kind of like, Maybe that's an indication that they'll accept me for IndieK. Oh, yeah. But I haven't pulled that trigger yet because I wanted to look way better first. Yeah. Um, I'm looking up how many how many games there were last year because um, I have the old guidebook from 2017. So I'm just going to look on the map. Uh, Miv's map. Uh, 60 games last year, it looks like. Okay. Um, this year we said maybe a hundred this year. That's crazy. I don't. Th- I don't. I don't know. Well, it's a good deal. It's a good deal for everyone. You know, like they need games because it's Magfest, music and gaming. Um, and I, I'm not gonna turn down a show where they pay for me to go. That's amazing. Right. Know? Exactly. It's yeah. like like the only thing. I mean, yes, you pay for travel and like right. your booth and stuff, but like you, uh, like the actual show itself is is free. Yeah, because that was the best thing about Pax East's showcase. It wasn't just like that. We were one of the five that they chose but it's like that's awesome man like because the pax booth is super expensive yeah i don't think i can go back like maybe ever <laughs> but like for that one time it was maybe like, indie well, mega, mega booth if you were to apply to that you have to pay for that too though yeah but it's cheaper than is it though yeah. is it cheaper it might be the same <laughs> price no i'm pretty sure because like what they say like schedule five grand for indie mega booth space like a mega booth space a mini booth space okay. different i'm doing mini uh, booth if okay. i can okay. i don't know if i got in um and then buying I, I don't know. I don't know how much buying like a a, a, a booth booth because like I think the ones on like the outskirts, I think it gets cheaper the farther out from the center you go. Yeah. So like the Pretty ones rough. on the per- perimeter. So like that's what we did when we uh did um when we did the panel last year. So we did a panel that showcased like obscure ga- over- overlooked games and experiences at PAX, um, which is what I'm doing at PAX South next weekend. And so the best thing you can do with that is just go around the perimeter. I just be like, all right, let's see what's out there. So like, Why Lands was out there, which is like that that game that was in early access for a while. Um, and it's funny, like it was like Why Lands, and then some other game, and then the Mega Sixty Four booth. I'm like, oh yeah, Mega I forget they they always get a booth here. Um, is that Wild Wild Why Lands? Letter Y Lands. Really? Wait, what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> How intriguing. <laughs> Comes Why? right after X Lands. It's it's <laughs> like a uh, it's like a um, it's Minecraft esque, but um, all the environment is like destructible. Like everything is like um, kind of polygonal, voxel based. Oh, that's cool. So like you you can deform the landscape. So you have like a gun that like just basically cuts a sphere into whatever's standing in front of you. Kind of like Astroneer, if you've seen Astroneer. Okay, that sounds like what they wanted to do with that. Um, I don't think it was Guild Wars. It went, EverQuest next. It's gonna do something similar. Oh yeah, and they end up yes, dropping yes, the project, yes. but it was but like the whole world's voxels, castles made of voxels. Yeah, yeah, that's but, cool. But EverQuest Next was much more like like cube based. Yeah, you can like, see the cubes. Yeah, yeah, and this was I think was just more like deformation stuff, like wow. using different shapes and stuff. Uh, it was interesting. The build wasn't great, but I don't know. Other people I've talked to said they liked that game. Um, yeah. So you check stuff out. Anything else to report on besides that? Uh, uh, card game. Um, I mean, there's so many really good games. Um, hmm. 
I played Treasure Adventure World for a little bit, and that game. Uh, did anyone else? I mean, no, but I was talking to Jeremy. Um, well, we were both talking to Jeremy downstairs, and before you, I was talking to you and uh, Henry. I was mm-hmm. talking to him, and apparently, they a announced uh, a release date for it, and b they announced that Chucklefish is publishing it. I saw that. Yeah. Is his name Jeremy or Steven? I think it's Steven. No, Jeremy is not part of that group. Jeremy I is Steve. another. Yeah, someone called okay. Jeremy is part of. The RVA Game Jams group. Okay, sorry. I'm the other guy that, else. in R4. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, um, it was very... The animation... So the artwork really surprised me because um, you don't get the sense of motion when you're looking at screenshots or when you're just looking at images of it, but they have like a full animated like sequence before you jump into the game and like the art is just really pretty. Um, so that I was very impressed with that. And um, also it was just like a really lighthearted game and and i really liked that about it um but then talking to steven afterwards he was like oh but it gets really dark which got me more excited because like <laughs> my favorite kind of thing is like um you know stranger things is a is a great new thing but just like the original it and like um this movie called mean creek just like basically like kids getting in situations that are like the goonies kind of stuff Kind of the, the, a so the goonies like over their head like kids shouldn't be doing. Yeah, that. so the yeah. goonies is a little more lighthearted, but the, the stuff that I like oh, okay, is when it's dark, just like okay, it's dark. like it's like kids who are like either too young or they're like about to sort of reach adulthood, but they're not there yet, and then like something crushing and like super real happens, um, and they're kind of hinting at that at the beginning of the game because the character is missing an arm. Like you're playing as a kid who has yeah, a prosthetic yeah. limb with the hook. You're right. Yeah, with the hook. So I you play the that hook. Was just a hook. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So the, like one of the first things that you do in the game is you have to find your prosthetic limb. Um, wow. So so it sounds like the story kind of centers around suppressed memories and the trauma of what happened when that character lost that limb, which like you don't get from the yeah, first few minutes of playing that, that game. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness! But that sounds fascinating to me. Yeah. So um, good for them. So yeah, and that game is like. In a lot of ways, it's uh, pleasant in the way that Fez is for me. Like sometimes I just boot up that game to run around because it's beautiful and it's in this like kind of just lighthearted world, even though there's like the more sinister kind of the world needing to reboot and kind of falling apart. Um, and in this game, I got a little bit of that same vibe, although there's a, a level I was playing where you're climbing up a, a tree. It's like this like entire village of animals or something that lives in a tree and they're like these shops and everything. And I fell out of one frame. And I thought it would like load me back up onto the branch to try the jump again, but it, I fell back down into an earlier portion, and I almost fell back to the bottom of the tree, and I had to like platform myself ba- all the way all back, the way back up, up through the level. Yeah, it was really rough. Wow. Um, but I mean, there was a treasure chest that I was trying to go after, and it had a lot of coins in it. So maybe, uh, maybe like there was meant to be a lot of risk there for the reward, but um, it definitely feels kind of punishing in a way that I wouldn't. Expect. Interesting. So no fall damage. No fall damage, but I kind of wish there was because if yeah. I died, then I could go back, right? But um, yeah, it's a little strange. But does it does look good? Yeah, they're my booth mates. I guess like they're diagonal nice. away from yeah. me, so I should play theirs. But I just gotta like sneak away. But nah, no, it does look it's, good. Yeah. It does look really good. So in that same vein of like that that kind of story or that kind of genre that you like, have you ever read The Virgin Suicides? I haven't. You should read the Virgin Suicides because I think that'd be kind of up your eye. It's it's right. l- it's less um, supernatural than the stuff yeah. that you're talking about. But well, Mean Creek isn't supernatural okay. at all. It's a bunch of kids who pretend that one of them has a birthday so they can trick a bully to come out with them and then take all his clothes and push him in the river and make him go home naked. But they kill him on accident. Oh my god! 
That's crazy. Jesus Christ. Virgin, Virgin Suicides is about like this pack of 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 like child boys. They it's written child in like boys. Child, child boys. <laughs> child boys. My favorite kind of boy. Child boys. Oh god. We follow the story of human children. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. So it's so it's about a group of boys. It, it's written from their perspective and like mm-hmm. it it kind of like like the uh it or the losers club like they grow up and they reinvestigate yeah. like as kids they did like this shitty like private eye thing where they investigated these su- the suicides that these three sisters committed and they were like Fuck. the kids age and and they unravel like their their family drama and and all this stuff but it, it might be something that you that sounds really interesting yeah, i had to read it for for college and i thought it was interesting um that's just a good genre in general that's like that's like a coming of age kind of thing building yeah. roman yes exactly that's uh good. yeah that well is done. the yeah yeah that was that was the genre that I, I did textual analysis and every textual analysis class picks a different like topic or genre in mine was building roman so i read uh virgin suicide is a folded leaf uh members of the wedding um the color purple and uh, uh catcher on the rye and that was my first time I ever reading Catcher in the yeah, Rye. Yeah. And the professor was talking about like, depending on when you first read this book, you might kill people. You yeah, <laughs> you might shoot John Lennon. Um <laughs> No, you like you'll either be like super attached to Holden or like hate Holden mm. so much. And and I was at the per- I was at that place where I was like, I identify with Holden a whole bunch. Um Yeah. Mm. But yeah. That's probably why Zelda has like still captured everyone's imagination because it's always a kind of coming of age, right? And it's not a cush like a, a cushy one either. He like goes into a cavern and fights a massive spider. So it's like obviously supernatural, but it's still you know he starts at a boy, and then you feel like even if his age hasn't changed, he's a man, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He do some horrible things. Yeah, like the things that happen to Link. Oh my god, every time. Actually, I didn't play too much Breath of the Wild, but it's like it's usually some kind of coming of age. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a good genre. Uh, do we have to wrap up, Robbie? Uh, I don't think we have to. Okay, uh, I was just making sure if if they want to come in or not. Um, I mean, you want to? You guys want to get dinner in a bit? Like, yeah, that, yeah. We should probably wrap up anyways. Like it's like ten, ten thirty. Oh my god, it's ten forty eleven. Yeah, you want to get dinner at eleven? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> eleven dinner. Um, winner winner. Eleven dinner. Eleven dinner. <laughs> guys, thanks so much for joining me. Uh. Robbie. Yep. A, where can people find you? B, what was the best cosplay you've seen all weekend? Oh, man. All right. Well, I'll do A because I can't think of B yet. Uh, A, you can find me at uh, www.undeaddev.com. That's where I post tutorials and status updates on games I'm working on. And it's where I rant about things that make me angry. Um, And then best cosplay I've seen. Uh, man, I, I don't know. We'll come back to you. Emerson, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on Twitter at, at wolfbrother9393 or my website slash business slash portfolio page, emersonsmith.io. And I have my favorite cosplay. It was absolutely, well, actually two, uh, from the best game ever, Witcher 3. There was a really amazing uh, Yennefer walking around um, who was actually down there at the mixer, um, and um, then uh, a Siri walking around, and they look just awesome. It's great. Yeah. Frank, where can people find you and find out more about Where Shadows Slumber? Well, we have a website, whereshadowslumber.com. 
Although something I don't plug often enough is the actual Game Studios website is GameRevenant.com. We have a blog there. We post every Tuesday, um, and it's a lot of inside baseball stuff about like how we make the game. So it's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. What was your best cosplay you saw? Okay, so my brother's been playing a lot of Darkest Dungeon. Okay. You guys know that game? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and someone dressed up as the leper, which is a really interesting costume because that character is like a king that got a disease and then like went to go fight zombies. So he looks, it doesn't like, you think of a leper, you think of like a homeless weird guy, but he looks awesome. He's got like this crazy mask. This and is I, a cool is, leper. Is he the white robed guy? Um, or, yeah, and he has like a white hood and yeah, like a golden saw, mask. Yeah, he looked and awesome. It's so cool. And his sword is like kind of broken, but it's still like swordly enough because yeah. it's massive. I took a picture of it. It's great. It's great. <laughs> Good job, sir. You have, a, you have a cosplay yet, Robin? Uh, I can't think of my favorite, but the one that's coming to my brain now, just because I can't forget it, is some guy who is walking around giving a giant skeleton, like a like shoulder ride, and that was right. like his costume. I don't know if that's from a game or something, but he's like some weird in black, and he was just like fanfic. walking around with a shoulder ride, or a giant skeleton riding on his shoulders. Hmm. He was also still trying to play the games in that costume, and it looked Great. really uncomfortable. Great. <laughs> well... Thank you guys again, and you can find this podcast and all of our podcasts at word-games.com forward slash podcasts forward slash games. No, no, those, those aren't together. Word-games.com forward slash podcasts and word-games.com forward slash games at Word Video Games on Twitter or search Wordcast on iTunes, Google Play, wherever else you listen to podcasts. Gentlemen, thank you again. Oh, and the best... The best cosplay I saw, I saw a couple dressed up as the Supergiant protagonist. One was dressed up as a kid from Bastion, and one was dressed up as, is it Red from Transistor? Yeah, yeah. I think that's her name, yeah. And she made the fucking Transistor sword, so it was like plexiglass with like LEDs strung that's through really it cool. to be oh all God. lit up that's and stuff. Really cool. wow. It looked really good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thanks again, guys. Thanks for being on. Thanks for having us on. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. Oh, and uh, uh, housekeeping. Um, so next weekend is Pack South. The next episode is probably going to be, um, I'm having Becca Saltzman on. We're going to be talking about Overland and Finji stuff at Pack South. Episode after that is going to be the Pack South, Hidden Gems Pack South panel. And we might have more episodes coming from Pack South, not sure. Um, and then we'll be back on our regularly scheduled Wordcast. Until then, deuces.